0: Hello again, and welcome to Landy's Taiwan Diaries. My name is Salia Landman, but most people just call me Landy. Right at the beginning, let me immediately apologize again for the quality of our recording. I'm still in quarantine, so I'm still using my cell phone to record these podcasts. But hopefully, in the near future, that will change. I told you last week that I'm going to tell you a little bit about how it is when you are in quarantine here in Taiwan, when you come back from abroad and you have to spend two weeks in a quarantine hotel. I have finished one week now and have just started the second week of my two week compulsory quarantine. Before I talk about my experiences during this first week, I just want to take you back to last week when I arrived at the airport. And because I saw something there, and then I thought about it a little bit, and I thought I will just uh, mention this to you. When I arrived last week, I believe it was Tuesday night, close to midnight at the airport, as I walked into the arrivals hall, I could see in an adjacent hall through the glass, I could see there was a group of people, and there were cameras, TV cameras, and other press cameras, and there was a group of, of, it looked to me like politicians from Africa. Then, just as I came into this hall where i was greeted by the people who were going to do the pcr test these group of people and all the press and all the cameras just left the other room next to us now i had a very good idea of who this was and let me tell you about this a little bit more in africa there's a country called somalia and in somalia there's a small part this is now for those of you who don't know your geography this well Somalia is on the east side of Africa. There, at the horn of Africa, very close to Saudi Arabia. And in Somalia, there's a small area called Somaliland. And Somaliland actually declared itself independent from Somalia. They run their own little country there, but this country is not recognized by anybody in the world. It's not recognized by the United Nations. It's not recognized by anybody in Africa or the rest of the world. But since 1991, this is now... A so called independent country. And because Taiwan is in a similar position, whereas the UN does not recognize Taiwan, Taiwan has decided to uh, start diplomatic relations, official diplomatic relations with Somaliland. So, what happened when I walked into that arrivals hall? That was a group of politicians from Somaliland because. Uh, just last year, not, not uh, too long ago, at the end of last year, so Taiwan decided to reach out to Somaliland and to open an embassy there and so on and so forth. So this is now a diplomatic group, a diplomatic uh, delegation that came to Taiwan and there they went. Anyway, I didn't think too much of it. I just thought, oh, those must be people from Somaliland because I did read the news last year. So the next day, as I watched the TV news in my hotel room, I saw footage of these people exactly at the moment that they left that hall and we walked in. That was the moment that I arrived in Taiwan. They walked out of the hall and I tried to see myself if I was perhaps in the background. But it was not very clear. So unfortunately, I was not on the news. Then I thought to myself, hmm, now these guys have just arrived in Taiwan. I wonder if they are going to do quarantine. And they did not, because about three or four days later, they left Taiwan again they finished their visit. So they never did any quarantine. That is just from my observation. So that doesn't seem fair. These people come and go as they please because they are politicians and normal people have to sit in a hotel room for two weeks, but we'll get to that later. First, let me tell you a little bit about how it is to spend now already a week and I have another week to go in a small hotel room. Well, firstly, uh, in the first few days, it was not so bad because I was still very jet lag. So I was tired and I slept a lot. And I, I was awake in the nighttime and slept in the daytime. And it was a bit of a mess. So the first few days went by like in a haze. Uh, after that, even though I have um, books, I, have, I brought many books and I have games and I have a cell phone and I have a computer and I have a TV, even with all these things, the fact of the matter is after a while you get bored from being in just one room and you want to get out. You can only stand at the window so long, looking out at the the people outside. You you do get bored, and that is unfortunate. Not much you can do about that. So you will get bored, but somehow I've kept myself busy for a week, and I think I can keep myself busy for another week. I won't die. Now, let me tell you a little bit about the food. Now, the food gets delivered outside your door, and uh, (laughs) (laughs) let me just tell you about this. The, the government in Taiwan have succeeded, as I mentioned in earlier episodes. They have succeeded in really scaring the Taiwan people. The Taiwan people are probably more afraid of the COVID virus than anything else in the world. They will buy cigarettes from 7-Eleven and smoke until they die of cancer. They will not be scared of that, but they are super scared of this virus. So when the people, I don't see them. I'm not allowed to go to the door until they are gone. When they deliver the food outside on the little rack, they ring the bell and then they run. (laughs) They run away. And I've heard from my friends who deliver stuff at the reception for me that when they arrive back at reception, they disinfect themselves from head to toe. So they are really, really scared to get anywhere near me even though in the last uh, 10 days, I've had four PCR tests. By the way, I I I have to do one every three or four days here in the room by myself. I've done that twice now. They, of course, were negative because I arrived negative and I was tested negative and so on and so forth. But let's not go there. But they are really, really scared of this virus and anybody who they perceive To have the virus. So anyway, so the the food, they deliver three meals a day. And sometimes in between, we get a little uh, fruit box. On Valentine's Day, we got brownies. And it's really not bad at all. The problem is, it's actually too much. Because since we don't do much here in the room, you know, you, 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 you go to bed fairly late, because you're not tired, because you didn't do much. So you wake up late, then you're not hungry. I'm not hungry immediately after I wake up. So let's say I wake up 9 o'clock. I'm not really hungry until 11. So 11 o'clock, I, I check outside the door and there's a, some breakfast of some kind, a sandwich or something. So I eat that. 30 minutes later, here comes lunch. <laughs> now I'm not hungry at all. So lunch uh, has to wait. So <laughs> so about 4 o'clock or so, I am start to get hungry again. Then I eat my lunch. An hour later, here's dinner. So sometimes... I don't even touch dinner because it's it's just too much. You know, because you don't do much, you don't really work out much of, a, of an appetite. But we shouldn't complain. that They go through some trouble to vary the food as well, and I really can't complain about that. Now, let me tell you something else about the whole quarantine system in Taiwan. It is extremely well organized. The hotels that uh, want to be quarantine hotels... I think they get briefed by the government and they have to follow a whole set of rules because it's very organized. The the rules are laid out for you when you walk in and the hotel actually helps the government to check on you. They check that I don't slip out at night to go to the pub or whatever. They will report you if you break the rules. Uh, So that's very well organized. A second thing that's very well organized, every day, not once, or should I say, not only one time, but twice, I get checked. I get a text message from the health department, the CECC, in the morning that says, um, How is your health condition? If you feel okay, just reply with a one. If you have any COVID symptoms like coughing or fever, blah, 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 press two or reply with a number two. And if you have other symptoms, do three. So I do this every morning. I get the message and I, I uh, reply with a one. I feel fine. Not long after that, the foreign affairs police will actually call me. The first morning when I was very jet lagged still, they called me, but I had turned off my phone because I was so tired. So they called me on the hotel phone, and then they told me not to turn off my cell phone ever because they need to track me. If I, if I decide to go out and play golf, they want to catch me there. So I, they can't, you can't turn off your phone. You can turn down the sound, but you can never turn off the phone. or the. You cannot put it in airplane mode, so to speak. They want to check where you are. So they call me once a day. And then they say, hello, this is so-and-so from the Foreign Affairs Police. How is your health situation? And I go, I am fine. Can I go home today? And every day they say, no, you have to stay there. So so every day is a different one. So I'm not uh, sure if they get it that I'm joking, because it's not the same one every time. But every day every day is the same thing. I said, I'm fine. I've passed my PCR test. I'm bored. Can I go home today? And they go, no, no, you have to stay. Anyway, so that's, that's the organization. Now, um, as I said, it's very obvious at this stage after one week, it's very obvious that I do not have the coronavirus. I was clean when I got into the plane. I was clean when I got off. I did two tests by myself. I don't feel sick. I don't, oh, one thing I, I forgot to tell you, I have to take my temperature twice a day. Now, nobody, I have to fill it in on a little card, but nobody actually checks if that is the truth. If I really do it, I just, in the morning, I take my temperature in the morning, I write it down on the card, and in the evening, and I write it down and I put it outside the door. And uh, then nobody touches it for a while, because the virus that's on the paper first has to die, right? Once the virus is dead after a few hours or a day or so, they they will pick it up and take it somewhere. I don't know where, but I also have to do that. My point is, at this stage, it's super, super obvious that I don't have the virus. No, there's one thing. uh, Being careful is one thing, right? So... Taiwan is being careful not to let anybody come into the country with a virus. But being paranoid, I think, is another thing. Since I I told you I, I really don't have the virus, as many other people I think are in the same boat as me. But I have to sit here for another seven days. Kind of a little bit wasted, I understand, that the government wants to help the hotels. The hotels have lost all their income because there's no tourism. Our borders have been closed for almost two years or more than two years. And they want to help the hotels with some income. But nobody's helping us, right? We have to pay to be in this hotel. We cannot work, so we don't have any income. Nobody's helping us. So I I just feel there's 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 a fine line between being careful and being paranoid. But that having been said, before I went on vacation, I kind of, if you could put it this way, I budgeted for two weeks off. So I knew I would be here for two weeks. So it's part of my planning. But with a little bit of luck, next week when I speak to you again, I will not be in quarantine. I should hopefully be outside if everything, if everything works out well. And I'm really looking forward to talking to you then. So this is the end of this episode and I hope you enjoyed it. So until we talk again next week, hopefully with me as a free man, goodbye.